The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Global News at 2. Good afternoon. I'm Eileen Bell. It's 20 degrees, which is a little past our guaranteed high of 19 today. Should be 21 tomorrow. Environment Canada is warning about the possibility of funnel clouds forming this afternoon. The warning includes the Edmonton region and much of east-central Alberta. There are other warnings further to the south and to the... um, to the southwest. Now, this is not a warning. This is an advisory. There are severe thunderstorm warnings down around the Airdrie area. Canada is adding the right-wing extremist groups Blood and Honor and Combat 18 to the national list of terrorist organizations. They are in the first of this type of group to be added to the list of some 50 other organizations, including the Islamic State group, Al-Qaeda and the Tamil Tigers. The provincial agriculture minister says the province of Alberta is working with Ottawa to get the Chinese ban on Canadian meat imports lifted to China. China imposed the ban after finding trace amounts of ractopamine in pork products from Canada, which they claim had counterfeit veterinary health certificates attached. But Alberta Agriculture Minister Devin Dreeshen says that's just an excuse. This unfortunately isn't so much of a ractopamine as as an issue with, with China trying to find find ways to, to block our, our market. Andreessen says Alberta is providing all the evidence it can to Canadian inspectors to show that Alberta ag products are safe and do not violate Chinese regulations. Lethbridge police officer will not be charged after driving over an injured deer several times to kill it in January. Global's Jeff Smith explains. Police watchdog ACERT, Fish and Wildlife and the Alberta SPCA were all part of an investigation into the nighttime incident caught on video January 5th. Lethbridge police responded to calls about an injured deer on the road. ACERT says the officer decided against putting down the deer with a firearm due to the risk of ricochet. He felt that using his police would be the most humane way and provide a virtually instantaneous death. Killing an animal with a vehicle violates the Wildlife Act, but not a specific police policy. The officer was shocked that driving over and back once didn't kill the deer, and he continued to use the vehicle until the animal was dead. The report found that while the officer's actions had unintended consequences with the benefit of hindsight, that doesn't mean it wasn't a reasonable action to take. Executive Director Susan Houston found that the actions were not criminal or unreasonable. Jeff Smith, Global News. Complaints against the city's snow and ice policy and how it wants to use several different products, including calcium chloride, to get to bare pavement during the winters, center around lack of information the city is providing to justify its decision-making process. Arthur Potts, a chemical engineer, says what the city is providing is pretty vague. Even in the summaries that were provided today with regard to corrosion, there's no quantification of anything. So coming away with some understanding of, well, how much calcium chloride are we actually, like what percentage of calcium chloride? That wasn't talked about today. It's not talked about in the summary by the corrosion quote-unquote experts. So if we're not bringing numbers to this, how do we draw conclusions on whether or not their findings make any sense? Council will receive a final report detailing the game plan for the upcoming winter in late August. Checking the market numbers from National Bank Financial, the TSX down 54 at 16,318. The Dow up 20 to 26,568. NASDAQ up 32 at 79.17. Our dollar up 28 basis points to 76.22 cents U.S., 
Oil up a dollar forty a barrel at fifty nine twenty three. Western Canadian Select up a dollar sixty five to forty six fifty. Natural gas down a penny a gigajoule to two twenty seven. And gold is down five dollars twenty cents an ounce to fourteen hundred thirteen dollars and fifty cents. 6.30 Chad, guaranteed weather again, a few showers this afternoon, chance of a thunderstorm. Environment Canada says it's possible we could see some funnel clouds formed by the system, but they say they're not normally dangerous near the ground, but could form a weak landspout tornado. Then clearing overnight with a low near 10, starting sunny tomorrow, clouding up again, possible afternoon showers or a storm, the high 21. Showers Friday, the high 22, showers and 17 for Saturday. 30% chance of showers on Sunday with a high of 21. Mixed skies on Monday for Canada Day, the high 22. In Edmonton, it's 20 degrees. I'm Eileen Bell. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News starts right now. It is uh, Wednesday afternoon in the City of Champions. Hello, Chadville. It's Jay Lynn on the 630 Chad Afternoon News. And um, usually on the last Wednesday of the month at 3 o'clock, Dr. Gans Ferentz joins us in studio. We've bumped it up an hour. It's been, it's been so long since I've seen Dr. Gans face-to-face <laughs> that we said we can't wait that hour. So uh, Dr. Gans is going to be with us for the next hour hour this afternoon. Also on the show today, we're going to be talking with some new recruits with the Edmonton Police Service, just on some new uh, female recruits, actually, and just talk about uh, what the EPS is doing on that front uh, to continue to attract diversity uh, to to the forces. We'll talk, uh, we'll take a look at that uh, meat ban. We'll talk about the fact that Madonna and Bruce Springsteen are back on top of the charts. It's like it's 1985 awesome. all over again. So lots of fun coming up, and I have those chaos tickets to give away today as well. But again, uh, Again, right now, Dr. Gans in studio. Hey, great to see you. Glad to be here. It's kind of cool to surprise everybody with an hour earlier. So it's like, hey. <laughs> well, thank you for juggling <laughs> your schedule up everywhere just a like little a, bit. You know, whack-a-mole. <laughs> you wanted to talk about something today that um, I've dealt with, you've dealt with. Yep. I think probably a lot of our listeners have dealt with burnout oh yeah oh yeah burnout and so you know what is it how to deal with it and how to kind of protect yourself from it when you think of burnout i mean i think there's there's different levels of it Mm -hmm. isn't there you know how would you well you know the the reason i mean uh, my whole gig is burnout and stress (laughs) and the whole thing right that's kind of what i've been doing and and like you said i've known i know about it intimately Mm. having gone through it a few times myself um but you know recently it's kind of in the public eye a little more because the world health organization has just put out a statement i think in the last month uh kind of really stating that okay you know what this is a real thing we're going to like look at we're going to codify it and they've made it uh, an actual diagnosis a Mm. medical diagnosis uh, having to do with stress around work and and having a, sort, a certain cluster of symptoms that go along with it, right? And so so yeah, there's there's um, we can we can be experiencing it at a low level, we can be experiencing it at a moderate level, but you know at the higher levels it can kind of take you out of the game. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So at a at a lower level, Gans, what mm-hmm. does that look like? Is that 
uh, insomnia? Is it being too sleepy? Is it, you know, is it a little bit of everything? Is it not being able to be focused? What is it? Well, so they, uh, the World Health Organization has a few, well, three basic things they talk about, okay? So physical and emotional exhaustion. So mm. stuff like that, like, like chronic fatigue, frequent illnesses. I used to get sick, like, every time I had a break. Mm. I used to get, like, you know, every long weekend I'd get, like, bronchitis or pneumonia or something like that, right? Um, you know, um, pains, uh, all sorts of different things like that. But it can also include depression and anxiety. Then you also have uh, cynicism and detachment, and that looks like isolation, lack of empathy, you know, lack of enjoyment of things you usually do, pessimism, which, you know, many of us have experienced, <laughs> unfortunately. And then, you know, the ineffectiveness and lack of accomplishment at work. So having a hard time um, you know, getting things done, mm-hmm. remembering things, like, like these words I'm using right now. <laughs> <laughs> Apathy and negativity, right? And so this is this is this is where um, you know some of the general symptoms are. Is is burnout different than a breakdown? Um, yes. Well, okay. So they're related. Um, you can have a breakdown because you're burnt out. Mm-hmm. Uh, a breakdown is not burnout, though. Like, okay. Okay. So, so the breakdown would be one of the symptoms of a burnout, likely, mm-hmm. not a hundred percent, but most likely. Um, so, the burnout can be really insidious, right? And this is this is the thing. Um, one of the best things about humanity is also one of the worst things about humanity, and that is that we adapt to stuff really mm-hmm. well. So that's that's helped us to go all over the globe. It's helped us to deal with all sorts of stuff that you know and help us to be successful. But then we can also adapt to stuff that's not that good for us, mm-hmm. and so it just becomes the new normal. And after a while, the new normal is okay. Well, yeah, I get six hours of sleep, and yeah, I'm just a little bit irritable all the time, and that's you know, yeah, it's just how I am. Yeah, right? the mental mental clarity. I just oh, exactly. I just, yeah, I'm just deal fuzzy with now. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? And so after a while, that becomes a new normal, but it's not healthy, and you're in this sort of slow, insidious decline until one day then you have the blow-up or the breakdown or whatever it is. I, I thought it interesting that you said that um, you always got to the point where on a, on a holiday or a long weekend, you <laughs> oh, ended yeah. up getting sick. Oh, yeah. And I think for a lot of folks, that happens. Mm-hmm. It's you just kind of slow down for a second and Boom! It kicks you in the face. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, what happens is there's a when we're under stress, um, and whether it's like uh, like a major incident, like a trauma or whatever, mm-hmm. or just sort of like consistent low-level um, stress that wears you out and grinds you down, uh, you're you're basically running on adrenaline, and you've cr- you've cranked up the fight or flight alarm. Okay, mm-hmm. so your immune system, your uh, energy system, everything is sort of uh, artificially held up by the stress and the the reaction your body's having so when you actually have time to rest which you know we should Mm -hmm. but if we've gone too long we actually have a rebound so the the stress the anxiety all the stress hormones the adrenaline all that stuff that's artificially inflating our um, immune system and everything else it's not there Mm -hmm. and so what the body feels is like ah Okay, we can relax now. Okay, hey, everybody shut down. Come on. Yeah, it's yeah. time to rest, right? Let's go. Let's go into a coma and kind of re- regenerate, right? So there is nothing holding you up and protecting you from all the little bugs and different things yeah. that are out there, and then you just crash, right? All right, so you have uh, developed a system. It's called <laughs> the Me Factor to help yes. recover and avoid this, and you have uh, four of the strategies that um, you preach to, you know, to uh, beat burnout. These. You live I, these. I, well, 
let me just tell you, I burnt myself out really, and I, I mentioned this in, in, in my book, right? Uh, it got so bad that one time I woke up in the middle of, I was in a hotel somewhere and I didn't know where I was. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did not know where I was. I'd had a headache for about two weeks before that. And I just woke up, like, I just, I was terrified. I thought I was having a stroke, right? Mm. And I uh, looked around at like, it took me about three minutes to figure out where I was. Like in the hotel, I figured out, okay, I'm in a hotel. And then I figured out what town I was in. And I figured out what day it was. Okay. Ooh, I know where I am. Yeah. Okay. Right. And uh, I was supposed to go to work that day. I was working remotely. And I just called in and said, nope, not happening today. And then I just, I crashed back to bed, slept for another three hours. And then I made my way home later that afternoon. And that was, that was terrifying to me. That was really terrifying to me. What did you do in the days afterwards? Well, I made some big decisions. Mm. Um, I really looked at, because I, like, I, I was probably, let's see. I was out of, so that was probably my second year, I think, working mm. um, out after more or less completing the, the um, classwork for my uh, PhD. I hadn't done the dissertation yet, so I was still working on my dissertation. I hadn't actually gotten my PhD yet. but uh, So I, I'd known enough about stress and the effects of stress and the health effects of mm-hmm. stress to really worry that, oh man, I was like, I hope this wasn't permanent, right? Okay. And so after that, I slowed down. I said, okay, I have to really look at my life. I have to look at what I'm doing, all the things that are pulling at me. But then I also had to look at the job I was doing mm-hmm. because I was on the road a lot and carrying a lot of stress. And so I had to really look at that hard. <laughs> So, and it looks like, you know, that experience uh, mm-hmm. has has impacted, you know, this the me factor, yep. these these tools here. And let's start with number one, which is what you did. You stopped Absolutely. and you took a break. Yeah. That is so hard to do for so many people, though. Well, you know, there's a, there's a joke that says, what do you do if you find yourself in a hole? Well, you stop digging, right? <laughs> so it's like, that's what, you know, smart thing to do. But, you know, the, 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 the truth of it is we have been taught a lie, okay? The lie is that the harder you work, the better you do, mm. right? Uh, or the longer you work, the better your results. Those things are not true. They're not borne out by evidence. If you're asleep and you wake up and you try, yes, you have better results. But anybody who's awake and trying too much harder, you actually get worse results, mm. right? So anybody who's an athlete that's ever overtrained understands this very well. So you does, can go after it really hard, but you actually start to break your body down instead of building it up. Well, you just keep hurting your, you'll yeah. hurt yourself. So does that break mean a break from work? What if you can't take a break from work? Does it mean just maybe a couple of days off? What does a break mean? Well, you have, you'll have what I call mini, like the moderate and the, the macro, okay? Mm-hmm. So big, little, small, or little, little, medium, and big, right? Right? So I suggest people take mini vacations, right? And so what that is, is taking a break every now and then. And, you know, so when I teach this to students, um, when I used to teach back in university, it's like uh, about 45 minutes if you're going to be studying, like if people want to cram for tests or whatever. If you're going to be studying for tests, you want to stop at about 45 minutes and take a break. Now what they're saying is actually 25 minutes is even better. Oh, really? Right. Yeah, they're saying smaller chunks. So 25 minutes, five-minute break, 25 minutes, five-minute break, right? And then you want to switch up what you're doing. So for those of us who are doing jobs, um, if we can think about that, if we can think about make, taking a break about every half an hour, but if you can't do that, 
at least every two or three hours. You know, actually get up and walk, go to the bathroom, get a drink, do something, but know that you're being one deliberate and you're also being responsible. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is there's a there's a concept um, called well, it's a law, the law of diminishing returns. Okay, and it's a big law in um, economics. In this context, it basically says that the longer you do one thing, the longer you put resources into one thing without changing, the less effective you get as time goes on. So the longer you stay with the same task, you kind of get burnt out in a mini sense on that task and you become less efficient. So what happens then, you have to actually put more effort in, you have to work harder, you have to stress yourself out more to get even less results, right? So by stopping, by taking a break, and it can be something as simple as sitting at your desk, counting 10 deep breaths, closing your eyes and counting 10 deep breaths. That can be enough to reset you back to the beginning of the whole cycle, and now all of a sudden you become much more efficient again, mm-hmm. right? So this is something we don't, we're not taught. We're taught to, you know, kind of keep going. Don't give up till you're done, right? Yeah. But it's not efficient. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, okay, I'm not going to stop put, to put gas in the car until I've reached my destination, yeah. right? It's like, well, you might not get there. One of my colleagues downstairs on the FM station used to get up and just go for a walk, mm-hmm. you know, get up and, you know, go for a walk around the block, you know, mm-hmm. 15 minutes, whatever it is. I know in the past, <clears throat> excuse me, I've, I've gone and sat in my car. Yep. Put on the music, put on, you know, my favorite yep. piece of music and listen to that for 10 minutes if I can. Uh, and and I understand and you understand as well that not everybody can take yep. a five or 10 or 15 minute break, whatever it is. But I like that idea of just pausing for a second and yep. the, te- the 10 deep breaths. Even one deep breath. One deep breath. You know what I mean? And, you know, like I get that there's a lot of jobs where mm-hmm. you're going and you're going hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I work with a lot of police officers and uh, police officers and first responders and stuff. And, you know, look at when they're in the middle of something they can't stop that's yeah. just how it is but whenever whenever that that option or that uh, that uh, that that break is available you want to be able to take it and then give yourself permission to take it knowing that it's not just necessary but it actually makes you more um, available mm-hmm. for whatever comes next. So if your job is one of those, you know, going nonstop for eight mm-hmm. hours or 10 hours, what it is, it, you know, whatever it is, is there something, you know, maybe when you get home in the evening, yep. is it the same thing? Take 10 deep breaths, maybe listen to your favorite piece of music, just chill for a bit if you can. Those sorts of things really, really work well. Um, you know, like hopefully even during the eight hours of going hard, mm-hmm. you can go to the bathroom once in a while, <laughs> you can eat lunch, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can take, take your, um, your, your, uh, legislated breaks yes. throughout the day, yes. right? Um, and and giving yourself that opportunity to do that. But yet, yeah, we we actually work with a lot of people to to have a, a starting and an ending ritual mm. to their days because it gives them that that okay, oh, okay, I've taken off the armor, I've, I've you know I'm I'm done with the battle, put it down. Okay, I'm just gonna sit and decompress for a little bit. Okay, I'm good now. Now I can rejoin whatever else. I can go play golf, or I can go talk to the family, or whatever. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And for some people, it's taking just driving home at the end of the day. Yep. Right, and putting yep. on or turning off everything, and it's silence, yep. or putting on that music, whatever it is. Some people love the traffic because yeah. that gives them. It's like, hey, I don't have to go home right away. But it all depends on your mindset exactly. and giving yourself permission to do it. All right, let's take a break here. It's another edition of How Does That Make You Feel with Dr. Gans Farren. So. Uh, Number two um, in in the me factor system is asking yourself, is this working for me? How many of you have ever done that? Maybe you're scared to Uh, ask that question. We'll tackle that one next. 
Oh my goodness, I'm breaking things in here. <laughs> Seriously, just pulled the mic right out of the wall. Uh, <laughs> it's the excitement. <laughs> it is. It is the excitement of ha- having Dr. Gans back in the studio. I haven't seen you in a couple of months. Uh, we've just had bad timing and I've yeah. been away. Um, we're talking about burnout mm. today. So we kind of, um, you know, set it up with uh, talking about how the World Health Organization recognized burnout as uh, an official medical diagnosis. Mm-hmm. You know, emotional exhaustion, insomnia, depression, detachment, and it goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. If you want to check it out, just Google it. Um, and we talked about taking a break, stopping and taking a break, and that doesn't necessarily mean a break, a, a month break, or two well, weeks break. It, it could be 10 that, seconds of a break. The month or two weeks is all right, too, if you can, if you can swing <laughs> it, right? That's, that's all right. Take me with you. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. so just, you know, that reminder to do that. But I love this one because I don't think a lot of people do this. Yeah. Uh, very often or until it's too late, uh, ask yourself, is this working for me? <laughs> and that can be applied to so many things, Gans. Everything. Mm-hmm. So, so this is, you know, that's th- that actual question is actually why I put it right on the cover of my book yeah. because it's like, it's that important, right? It's it's really the foundation of this whole system that really, you know, basically saved my life and that I found that really works with so many of my other clients as well mm-hmm. is that, you know, if... The question is a question to wake us up. Most of what we do on a daily basis is automatic, unconscious, just by habit we do these things, right? Certain certain things we have we have just kind of gotten based on what we've had to do to survive our childhood or mm-hmm. some other earlier uh, experiences, right? And so now it's like we're just flowing and just kind of everything is just happening. But uh, when you ask this question, then you, um, you actually learn to like, okay, let me actually look at this and see, well, is this actually working? Maybe it did work at one point, but maybe it doesn't work anymore. Do you know what I mean? How do you determine it, whether or not it's working or not for you? Great question. So but my definition of that is, is, is it making me happy? Is it moving me forward in my life? Is it, if I do this, do I feel better after and not just immediately after, but generally in my mm. life, right? So the, really you can ask this question about a pair of shoes. I've done this before. I've, <laughs> I was so burnt out at some, some times that I would wear shoes that were too small. I didn't even think about mm-hmm. it because, you know, hey, I used to be a size 10, so let's be size 10. I can't check out. Yep. I just got to go because I got stuff to do, right? And my feet are killing me. My back is hurting me. I was like, oh, what, what's going on? And it's like, oh, wait a second, maybe I need a size 11 now. <laughs> you know uh-huh. what I mean? Uh, uh-huh. And just something, or at least this particular style issue might be a size 11 Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Gans. I think a lot of people are afraid to ask that well, question yeah. because they're afraid of what the answer might be and then what that means. Uh, yep. Because change is hard. Change is stress. <laughs> <laughs> yes, change is a st- stress is actually the, bio- the physiological response to change. And change mm. is hard. And yeah, when you ask that question, you got to be prepared for the answer because mm. it's one thing when it's a pair of shoes is a whole another thing when it's a relationship or a job mm-hmm. or a way of, of, of thinking about life, a belief system, right? And when you're looking at that, it is, it can be scary because once you get the question, once you have the answer to the question, it's like, no, it's not working for me. Then mm. what? Well, what I suggest is then you look at, can I tweak this thing, whatever this is to make it work better for me? Or is it something that no longer works, so I have to 
take it out of my life, at least for yeah. the time being, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this quest is not for the weak of heart. So when you sit down, when you get to that point and you're, you're kind of teetering on, what, am I going to ask myself this mm-hmm. question? Is this working for me? What do you do? Do you just sit, sit there and go yes or no? Do you do a pros and cons list? What, you, is it just a yes or no, or is it kind of a, oh, let's take a look at this? Well, it's interesting. Uh, so uh, two, two things. Um, for me, I could ask the question, or I have asked the question, and this is, I'll, I'll put the question in my mind, and then I'll think about it. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just sort of let it percolate for, say, a week or two. And, uh, you know, we've talked on the show before about one of the tools that I use is writing in my journal. Yes. Right? And so as I have this question for myself, I'll be writing in my journal on a daily basis or whatever. I'll just be, you know, on my downtime, thoughts might come, or it might show up in my dreams or when I'm falling asleep or whatever. So the answer will come as you start to just kind of ask that question. You just give yourself open time and Uh. let it, let it show up. That's one way. You can also ask the question directly and, you know, again, using your journal, you might put together a pros and cons list. What I've actually done is when, (laughs) so because I've been working on with this me factor system for quite a while, 20 some years now, um, what I actually did was I made a decision matrix mm. that actually looks at all the different factors that I think are important in my life. And I will look at does, does this thing, whatever I'm examining, does it add or does it take away from each one of these 11 or 12 factors that I have? And then I can actually put numbers to it and I come up with a, like a positive or negative. There's a, a really kind of a cool way to look at, look at what works, right? But then, but then comes the hard part. What if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work? <laughs> what if it doesn't work? All right. That is the next big question. And then we talk about priorities and clarifying mm-hmm. priorities. So we'll take a break here for the 2.30 news. Um, you've asked yourself, is this working for me? Maybe it's come up yes. Maybe it's come up no. What do you do next? <laughs> well, let's talk about that with clarifying your priorities. That and much more as we talk about beating burnout with Dr. Gans Ferencz afternoon. Uh, How does that make you feel? He's here with us till three o'clock. You can get a hold of us on the text line at 630-630. Eileen Bell has news headlines up next.